some of mine. I feel like we've all we've talked just, like, about all there. of them. Well, yes, but we've never like pulled it all together. Like we haven't. It's all been sprinkled about yeah. in various other episodes. So we're talking about things. Our top five things that we love about Iceland. Top five things. And our top and our top bottom things. Yes, that's better than saying hate. I put on my list. I put not so much hate as really, 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 really dislike. That's very diplomatic of you. Yeah, I feel like hate's a very strong word. And this is this is episode twenty-two of the raisin at the hot dog's end. Are we starting? Should we? Is it, have we started? I feel like we should at least just say oh, that. Oh my! God. I feel like we should say that just to get it out of the way because we always forget to do you it. You always trick me. You are I, a trickster. I'm not a trickster. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number one. Number two. Even though I do, I do prefer the tricksters in the in mythological context. Context. I, the tricksters always the most fun. Even though Loki is a little evil. Mm-hmm. He also had a ship made out of the fingernails of dead men. See, that's gross. But very creative, I thought. Creative but gross, and it seems like it would take a lot of time. And a lot of fingernails. That's what I'm saying. How uh-huh. many people you got to kill to get enough fingernails to make your boat? A lot of people dead. A lot mm. of dead people in this world. See. Lots of it's a big ship. Mm. It's called Naktfari. What does that mean? Fingernail ship. <laughs> it means the, the nail goer. Oh, it does. The nail voyager. These are the voyages of the nail voyager. Yes. It's an ongoing mission to collect more fingernails. Is this a Star Trek reference? Yes. Come on. The reason that you are a little bit tricky about it is that you did not dramatically push the start button. I told you earlier that I had started. You told me I did. You're trying to make me out to be to be. I don't talk outside my mouth. Uh I'm very direct. So today, yeah, like we're like we're saying, we're talking about the good, the bad, Mm -hmm. and everything in between. Yeah, because as I was making my list, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this, chewing on this. I realized that even my good things Mm -hmm. have a lot of like have like a seedy underbelly to them. Mm. There's no and my bad things are just like, but you know what? It's not all bad. Yeah. There's just a lot of good in there, too. Everything is a, is a two-sided. Yin and Yang. Hill, as Lauren Hill taught us, oh. everything, <laughs> it's everything is everything. <laughs> Insert song. That's a nice video, too. I never saw the video. You never saw the video? She's walking. It's like New York City is a turntable. Mm. Or it's on a record. And she's walking through it, and it's spinning. And there's like a giant DJ hand that comes down and scratches on the... I have to tell you, when we used to live in Connecticut, we used to drive in Rhode Island. We used to live in Eastern Connecticut, drove in Rhode Island, Route 6. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of nowhere, McNowhere, you're driving through some foresty field. Uh And there's a road that pops up out off this hill, Lauren Hill. And every time I drive really? past it, I have to listen to everything and everything. And I think, whatever happened to Dr. Hill? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she had all those kids. Did she? Yeah. Oh, and know. then she wasn't paying her taxes. Oh, she was, no. Because she wanted to save that money to take care of all those damn kids she had. Well, what's his name? Oh, no. Bob Marley's trifling son. Which one was he? His name started with an R. Robert Marley no, Jr.? no. Ro, I don't, I don't think it was Rohan. Was it Rohan? I feel like it was something else. It was somewhat hard. Anyway, his strike went ass. And uh, then she had to do a little uh, time for not paying her taxes. <gasps> they sent Doctor Hill to prison. 
Didn't you go to jail for not paying taxes for a little bit? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Should um, I Google that to make sure? Because now you're looking at me in shock, and I'm like, isn't that what happened? We don't fact check on this. <laughs> we don't fact check on this show. And that, but that was years ago. Yeah. And then, but of course, also, she does do shows. It's just that she's usually like five hours late for the show. Yeah. Well, she's, she's got to pay for something. She's got to pay for childcare now. Well, they're, all their kids are a little bit older now, I think. Oh, okay. I think most of them are like at least school age now. Okay. Yeah. How do we get to Lauren Hill? Lauren Hill. Everything is everything. Anything love and hate. Love and hate. Yes. Because it's all a little bit of something. It's the yin and yang. You got a little sour, which is sweet. That's just how life is. I just feel like this is like the real deal, too. What's the real deal? I mean, the, these experiences that we're speaking from. Mm-hmm. This is not some quickie one-off travel article. No. This is lived life. It is. It is experience. This it's is the truth with an F. Hours and hours and days of days of slogging through this country, mm. for better or for worse. Slogging or frolicking, depending on what kind of day it is. Slolicking. Slolicking. Or frogging? Frogging. Slolicking sounds Slolicking better. Slolicking is nicer. Frogging yeah. and, I don't know. Slogicking? No, that doesn't work. No. But my point is... Yes, get to your point. I can't remember what I was <laughs> No, oh, I know what I was making now. There was, I, I was reading this travel article that just appeared in the, in the Telegraph that was like the mm. expert guide on how to do Reykjavik. And I was mm. reading through it and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. Oh, really? It was written for people who are coming here on a cruise. Oh, seeing the cruise ships. Don't get started. Oh, I might have to add that to my list. The cruise ships. It's bad The cruise news. ships are ho- horrible. Belching toxic fumes. Black smoke. It's not even like... Faint gray, black. That's gross. Don't come here with a cruise ship. Don't. Please don't. Cruise ships need to go away. Yeah. They're not a necessity of life. Well, the people are here for like four hours or they're here for eight hours or some very short time like that. Mm -hmm. And While the cruise ship is belching out all of these emissions that are like, you know... The equivalent of how many cars or something crazy. It was was some some crazy number. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's so unnecessary. So the the Telegraph was saying things like, um, walk around, look at the shops, Mm -hmm. cute shops, try a fish restaurant, and go to Hotham's Good Cap and see, like, check out the top of the hill. That was it? Yeah. How is that an expert? How are you taking a fucking cruise ship to just do that shit? Well, also, if I were taking a cruise ship and I came to Reykjavik Mm -hmm. and I only, and I got four hours, I mean, the the, the articles that I respond to best, the travel Mm -hmm. articles are like, People skip Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. It's a small city. Yeah. Doesn't have a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. Get out Get out into the countryside. Because that's, that's why you come to see Iceland. That's why you come to Iceland. Yeah. Not to hang around in a town. And, you know, the things that they were suggesting people do are things like take a bus to the Blue Lagoon or something like that, which oh. that is not That's another thing. Like, go, go to spas. The Blue Lagoon is nice. But that's, so it's not like they're all spas in the country. you want to soak in other people's, like, hair... There's no hair in there anymore. I told you. We went. There's no hair. Nothing at the bottom at all? Nothing at the bottom at all. It's like smooth. It's like been covered in a thing. Oh, did they steal the bottom? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's actually rather nice. Oh, I feel bad now because I just told some friends who were coming that they would be like soaking in like a big hair. <laughs> it's also just like the whole thing was like it's not... It's not a naturally occurring thing. It's, a, no, it's, it's runoff water. Yeah. And if they called it the blue runoff water, do you think people would come and soak in it? Probably not. 
Lagoon seems like a slightly trickstery yeah. thing to say. Yeah, it makes it seem all If this magical. were the 1950s, mm. it would be called the Miracle Lagoon. The Miracle Lagoon, it would be. Or it's the good, Wonder Lagoon. Because it's good for your psoriasis. Oh, that's right. See? I just got off on tangent. You did. You did go a little. Okay. Tan- no. My point, my, my point, though. Tangential to your point. What, did, my point is that, what was like, your original no, point? No one wants to read a travel article oh, I see. where yes, people right. go on and on about the things that they like and dislike about this place where they live every day. Mm-hmm. That, because that is the true expert guide to Reykjavik. Yeah. What, you're about, what you're about to get right now yeah. is the truth with an F. Yes, exactly. So you go first. This is Jonas's... It's not it, not any particular order, correct? No, I can't rank them like that. Yeah, I didn't either. Go. This is your little love. This is my hate. This is your hate. This is what Jonas, one of the things that Jonas hates, really, really, really dislikes, is not so fond of. You know, it's not that I hate or dislike it. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh, right in the heart. Disappointed. Yeah. Now go to your room and feel bad because your mom is disappointed in you. Just disappointed oh, in shit. you. You're like, oh, damn, I fucked up. And she's not mad. She's just disappointed. Because mm. of all the Nordics, Iceland is just. Iceland's my heart. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Iceland is my heart. Mm. And all you the just other Nordics. Ex- you just want better. You just want better for little Iceland, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do because it can do so much better. Mm-hmm. All the other Nordics are so good about this. And I've talked about this before. I talk mm. about it all the time. It's Iceland's obsession mm-hmm. with cars. Oh, yeah. 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 Why? We're in Scandinavia now. We need to be bicycling here. And I understand that you cannot bicycle into the highlands. <laughs> I understand that you need a four-wheel drive vehicle to get into the highlands. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. You don't need... A four-wheel drive vehicle to get around the streets of Reykjavik or anywhere in the capital area. Can I just put a little, a little ash, a little star? Mm. Weather's incredibly crappy, so I sometimes get. I know where, what you're saying, but I also get the feeling like you need a car because sometimes you don't want to be out in the elements. Stockholm, Copenhagen, mm-hmm. Oslo. These are not tropical islands. No, but do they have the kind of sideways, windy, crappy weather? It's terrible. It's, really? Yeah. It's 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 cold. It's rainy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? People do it anyway. Mm. People get out there and right. have, they have the infrastructure for it too. Mm-hmm. To hop on your bike with your rain jacket on. Mm-hmm. To park your to park your bike at work where it won't get rained on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to fear for your life. Mm-hmm. When you when you're on a bike in these countries, I, my 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 best friend Daniel just moved to Stockholm, mm-hmm. and he was taking pictures of uh, of biking around the city streets there. And there's loads of bikes there. Do they have those those wacky uh, bike parking things in Stockholm? I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. like where you put the bike in and it like goes up some conveyor belt thingy and parks that your bike. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, they probably have it because mm-hmm. it's like some sort of paradise there for bike riders. <laughs> but the thing I didn't see was. Was cars all over the place. Mm, There's yeah. cars parked on the roads a little bit there. Yeah. But the roads aren't clogged with cars like they mm. are here. Mm-hmm. People aren't parking up on the sidewalk like they do here. On tiny-ass streets. That's the thing. Icelanders have obsessions with cars. Or an obsession with cars. And the streets are tiny as hell. There's not enough parking. It's like, give and, up the ghost. And people. they're not driving like a tiny Euro car around. They're driving yeah. giant four-wheel drive vehicles. There are some tiny Euro cars, but also the giant cars. There are, but like, the, but I, people should not be bringing these big cars downtown. Mm-hmm. We have a big car downtown. I know. 
And uh, yes, you do. <laughs> it's in the shop right now, actually, so it's not downtown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would be great if ISA could realize its promise mm. as a, a true Nordic country and mm. embrace urbanism mm. by embracing the bicycle and the pedestrians. All right. Because right now, all the love mm-hmm. is going to the cars. It is. Someone told me that at one point Copenhagen was like this, mm-hmm. like back in the 70s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they really got their shit together and were like, this is awful. We can do better than this. Mm-hmm. And now when you go to downtown Copenhagen, everyone bikes around. It's like a great biking city. Yeah, it is. Let's do it here. Let's make it happen. Iceland, grow up. <laughs> Iceland got a stern talking to yes. from Papa Jonas. And also, Iceland's supposed to be this green country, mm. right? Where... No one heats their houses with oil anymore, cold mm-hmm. or anything like that. Everything's heated with this geothermal water. Yet, mm. people sit there with their giant cars idling. Yeah. They don't they won't turn them off for some reason, belching out fumes while the you know, the cruise ships are belching out fumes. Yeah. People just seem so resistant to like move away from fossil fuels and move away from cars. Yeah. It's not a green thing to do. No. I agree. Do you feel complete? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could go on and on about this. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it in here because I'm moving into my next topic and I don't want to do that because I want to give you a chance to okay. to share the hate. To share the Oh, gosh. Oh, which one should I go for? Okay, so my first, it just happens to be on the top of the list, is the winter darkness. Oh, yeah. Again, it's not a complete hate because it does have a cozy element to it in the winter. When around Christmas, it's a little cozy and it's a little festive. It's just that it goes. Talk to me about that coziness. But that's not a hate. That's not that's not part of the hate. Yeah. And we aren't going on the hate. I know. I know. But that, I feel like people are always talking about coziness here. Well, it's like you like the candles because the sun is down. You know, at two o'clock or it's not at two o'clock, but you know what I'm saying. It's real early. You put on a little music. You read a book. You just take a moment. The fike. Mm-hmm. It's a little mini hibernation. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Which I think people, I think we should embrace that more. More just like the, yeah, it's dark. Slow down. Just, you don't need to get up at the crack. Well, there's no dawn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> crack of dawn at 11 <laughs> in the morning. I feel like, it, you know, we try to force this kind of work day into this, into the celestial time that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. We're trying to like, you know, we're trying to force our time. Yeah. Onto like a, onto an earth time that doesn't want to be. That doesn't, onto. yeah. And so you and feel as like. as humans, we don't want to do that. Yeah. And you feel like crap as yeah. a result because yeah. you're forcing yourself to like get up and go do X, Y, and Z between these two out, few hours and then, you know, come home. Whereas really you should just be like taking it easy, I feel like. Yeah. Just taking a moment. Not that you don't do anything, but just ease up a little bit. It makes you feel good to like, I think I've told you this before. Yeah, because it makes you feel like you're getting shit done. Yeah, like... It's an illusion, Jonas. It's I know an illusion. it's an illusion, but my body is just like, oh, I'm going to get up now. It's dark. I get so much done today because I'm waking up at 4 a.m., even though like it's actually like 8 a.m. <laughs> no, it just like saps my energy. Yeah. Especially after the lights go away from Christmas. It's tough after Christmas. And then I just have, like, no, I'm just like, why the fuck do I live here? I've never even thought of myself as, like, an especially Christmassy person. Mm. But, yeah. You need the festive. You need the festive. Or you're going to, like, slit your wrists. You're going to, it's not going to be good. So, do you have a plan this year for the darkness? I need a fucking plan. 
I want one of those fucking lights. I want to keep saying fucking. Yeah. I need a, just a little something because I really feel like that I get the sads, man. I never felt that before, mm-hmm. but I feel like that could be part of it. Because as soon as, because we've had a great summer so far. Yeah. Like, sun has been a shining. Few yeah. rainy days, few overcast <clears throat> days. It's just been fantastic. And this this is the end here, too. I know. Kids have started school today. But like. We're wrapping up the summer. A few days ago, like it got a little chilly and overcast, and I felt like shit. I was yeah. mad. Yeah. When I got up, I was like, Argh. I was just like seething. I was like, no. And I think it was because it was cold and cloudy. So, what anything besides the light that you're thinking about? Uh, no, maybe like going to the pool more, soaking in the you know the hot water. Do you have a morning routine that you do? I go to work. What you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but like anything besides that, like anything. You no, you know, I get up, like, I have my tea. Yeah. I do like to write at night, though. So it, actually, that could be something that I do more of in the winter. I mean, staying up late and writing. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. would, would you ever wake up in the morning and write? No, no. that's not. There are people who do that. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. Maybe you could just like shift your schedule, though. Yeah, to like mm-hmm. not wake up with everybody else. Yeah, your kids can do everything themselves, right? They, yeah, they can. But I feel like if I stay in bed too long, maybe I'll just be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I need something to energize me. That's what, what about, I need. What about like doing an activity? Like, like what? What are your suggestions? You know, well, you, you mentioned going to the pool, but like, do you go to a gym or like, does that ever appeal to you? No, going to the gym seems like hell to me. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to the gym. That feels so good afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's it's the the physical space of gym that I don't enjoy. Okay. Like all uh, the machine, it seems very. Not that it is clean, but it seems very, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sterile? Yeah. Anodyne? Just like, ew. Mm. And they're all the, you know, machines and the thing. It just, uh, I, I need to do something. If I do something, it would need to be outside, yeah. I think. Well, it's hard to do in winter, though. I know. But that's what makes me feel better, is yeah, going outside, getting out into the... Would be a good thing. Yeah. We do... Um, we go to the gym in the wintertime, and the gym that we go to, world class, in Lagardelos, there are these big floor-to-ceiling windows, mm-hmm. and you look out into the pool, mm-hmm. and kids running around, and people playing outside, even in the wintertime. And so if there is any light in the world, you get it through that window. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel really good to go there and get an exercise in then. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to do that, too. And then they have a sauna down there. And or even maybe I should no do, windows, like, yoga in the morning. Yeah, there's a yoga place right down here. Do some yogurt, yogurt and yoga. Yogurt? No, not not together. I don't think. No. Yeah, I don't know. Something got to figure something out. Yeah, because it's not good. Okay, well we'll see about yoga. Then. <laughs> okay, now that we have wrapped ourselves in hate. Yes. Should we should we move on to a love then? To a love. Yeah. So my love, which goes with the winter darkness, is the summer sun. Yeah. Brings me joy. Yeah. It does. Having all of that sun. Could stand for it to be hot, but the light itself is delightful. Yeah, it can mm. be. I don't like it in the mornings, though. I'm fine with that. That wakes me up. It messes with my clock still. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When it comes up at, like, you know, two or three in the morning, I just can't. Nope, it makes me feel, my body feel like it needs to wake up then. Mm. 
I like But it. don't you feel like you don't go you don't just go with that? It doesn't make you feel energized. No, because I'm just tired go with then, it. Then, you I'm are not sleep then, yeah. Because okay. I find it hard to fall asleep then too. Mm. It's when it's so bright out. And you don't have blackouts? No. I mean we don't either, but you don't have we, we just have asleep. curtains and they're a little sheer, so a little bit of light does come through, but I go right home to sleep. No, I end up reading really late at night sometimes. Oh. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I find it energizing. And then if you go out into the, the nature and it's all bright and beautiful. Yeah. It just makes you feel like, oh, it gives me the, not the warm fuzzies. I feel like light and happy. Yeah. Delighted. I I, I just, I, I prefer a balance between them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I prefer not quite so much brightness mm-hmm. and not quite so much darkness. Hmm. I like my nights dark. I like my days bright. <laughs> you want to ask? You need to live on the equator. Exactly. That's where you need to be. Yes, equatorial Jonas. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. Just use like light and dark, even a mountain. Keep it balanced. Yeah, but I mean, but the, my next love goes hand in hand with what you're talking okay. about. Okay, what's your what's your? Which next is just simply natural beauty. Oh yes. There is a great deal of natural beauty here, and unusual. Right in front beauty. of you. Yeah, and also outside. Yeah, like basically when, when I mean when we step up. Jonas, that was me. That was me. I was talking about me. The natural beauty. I was pointing to me. You got lots of natural beauty. Wait, right I don't. Here. Under, I don't understand what you're talking about, though. The beauty outside, you mean? Ain't nothing beauty inside. Oh my gosh. Um, that. You uh, know, you fish for a compliment. <laughs> no takers. The. Uh, the thing is. Yes. If I may continue. Go, go, I, go, go on life? ahead. Go on ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Um, is it even from like our office where we work? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking out the window, it's 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 pretty gorgeous. Yeah. Taking a bike out. We have a lovely view of the the harbor. The harbor there and then Mount Desi across mm-hmm. the way. And sometimes we can even see all the way to Snifle's Nest. Yeah. And Ocker Nest. On a clear day. It's gorgeous. Barbara Streisand. And look around you, and you'll see. I also like the fact that we can, um, well, yes, that we can still have Barbara Streisand and Icelandic culture at the same time mm-hmm. because of streaming services like Apple Music and Shopify and yeah, Spotify. Yeah. But uh, what I was getting to is <laughs> no, that I like... You know I'm talking about the song, right? Unclear Day? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you got it because it didn't seem like you did. I was just trying to get to my point. Mm, go ahead. Um, I like that we are a very short distance also from like getting out into mm. full 100% nature surroundings. Right. 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 Just bam, right there. Right there. Yeah. We just got to leave. It takes what, like half an hour to get out of town? That's on my love list too. Oh, talk to me about it. Well, I just have accessibility to spectacular nature. So you can just go out and just, oh my God, this waterfall is fucking amazing. Yeah. Even though my children are kind of over the waterfalls. Yeah. Like they're you got like, teenagers though. Yeah, and they're like, yes, waterfall. Water is falling. I get it. Can we go? <laughs> grab to grab it. And I'm like, my leg is so beautiful. And they're like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> And can we go? Because I gotta meet someone so on the PlayStation to play what you do. Oh my god! I like that the kids have friends who are out in the countryside too. Mm-hmm. I think that's been important because we've been able to take part in things like lambing season, mm-hmm. like to go to the farm and see the lambs being born and play with them, mm-hmm. and 
before you eat the tasty, tasty lambs. We do not eat the tasty, tasty lambs. Mm. You don't either. I don't either. No. But there are people who eat the tasty, tasty lambs. That's probably that's the main reason why there there's lambing season. There is. That's really it. Yeah. Because actually, there's a surplus of meat of yeah. lamb meat. We we don't dwell on that though. No, no, because we're talking about the love and how you can just go out into the nature. That's right. And check it out. Not even an hour. Yeah, not even an hour. Not you're even there. an hour. And you're there. And, you're and the diversity of nature you can get yourself mm-hmm. into is just is pretty special. What can you get into? You can get into some glaciers. Uh-huh. A, f- a nice fjord. A nice fjord. Yeah. You can get, there are lots of mountains. Lots of mountains. Yeah. Lots and lots of mountains. Yeah. If you're into like uh, a rocky beach, there are lots of rocky beaches. Sandy beaches, too. If you're into sandy beaches, there are sandy beaches of many colors. Mm-hmm. There are, what else? There's like Arctic tundra as well. Yeah. Lava yeah. fields. Lava fields with the moss all over looking pretty. Yeah. Ge- there's also like geothermal hillsides and mountains. Yeah, it's like steamy. Steamy. You've got your steam action. You've got your, what do we say? Blah, 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 blah. Waterfalls, as we mentioned. Waterfalls, waterfalls, waterfalls. Lots of rivers. Some raging, some babbling brooks. From raging rivers to babbling brooks. Glaciers. Glacier. We Majestic. <laughs> the glaciers that you got to get up close for the maj- majesty to really hit you. Yeah. Because when you see it in the distance, you're like, isn't that just a mountain with some ice on it? Yeah. A snow-covered mountain. Yeah. That's kind of what it tell. seems like. Yeah. Like, my first few trips, I didn't really get close to the glaciers, and I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. But then you get up, up on one of those bad boys, you're like, holy shit. Oh, my God. That's a lot of fucking ice. Rolling farmland. Yeah. You got some of that. Um, like seal coves mm. where the seals come up on and they the little beach. pop up and they're like, "Hey, what's up? Hello, how you doing?" You're like, "Hey, hey," and then they go under the water and disappear. Yeah, sometimes whales. <coughs> sometimes the whales. We haven't seen that many whales since we've been here. We, we really? Have, we, no, we haven't on the whale watching boats though. We went. Oh yeah, did I tell you we went to Husavik on a, a whale yeah, yeah. watching yeah. trip, and that was fun. I just like being able to take the kids out into nature mm-hmm. and having them have that encounter with nature because I feel like there's something decompressing about it yeah there especially is especially in the summertime definitely especially in the summertime when you've been cooped up all winter and you can just like mm-hmm. <sighs> run and run and run and they say it's good for the the human spirit yeah. to be out in nature and there's no bugs and there's no bugs no there are those little flies I'll tell you what oh that's those fine fl- but there are the biting flies have come to South Iceland but there's the past few years but the and thing those is, things are irritating as all fuck I would never let my kids roll around on the grass in Connecticut because mm-hmm. I would just I would be freaked out about ticks. Lyme disease yeah mm-hmm. but here I mean that's not really a concern I mean even though there apparently are ticks right now I've never seen one but there's not snakes and that's true crazy death bears. spiders no bears coyotes wolves yeah, cougars. Oh, they're Arctic uh, foxes, but they keep to themselves. Oh, they're so cute, though. And they're adorable. They're yeah. like little puppy dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They will probably eat your face off. I don't know. Give them the chance. No, I don't no? think they no, would. Okay. No, they're so little and they're so skittish. Yeah. You know? And lots of birds. Yeah. If you're a birder, what? Yeah. Birds are plenty. Birds are plenty. Mm-hmm. I also go egging. Egging? Uh huh. Like where people repel down close to the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with the eggs. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the nature. The nature. The nature. Is that what we say in English? No. What do we just say? Nature, right? Nature, we just say nature. Yeah. Nature's beautiful here. Yeah. I hate. We're back to hate already. We're back to hate. <sighs> Which one should I do? So the next one I have is vagueness and chaos abound. <laughs> yes. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like... Not everyone seems to know what's going on at any given moment. Yeah. Especially even at an organized event. 
They might be like, oh, I'm not sure about that, like the organizer. And you're like, really? Because this is, this is your event and you don't know what's happening? And nobody ever seems to know really what's happening. Doesn't that also seem like very un-Scandinavian yeah. of Iceland? Just so unorganized. Yeah. Or even if you go to like a government office and you get five different answers from five different people. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't there like regulations and laws and shit? Hasn't someone written this down? <laughs> Something. Why? I haven't had that experience personally. I'm thinking. No, no, no. But I've heard like so many times over. You that, haven't like, had that experience at the at the immigration office. No, it's been like, okay. You need these five things, and you come no. with those five things, and like, okay, now, but you didn't get these seven things. And you're like, well, you didn't tell me to get these. Seven I bring things. my Icelander with me, mm. and he, you know, makes sure to like really ask all the questions in the Icelandic. Mm. I feel like that prompts all the information. Mm. That's the sense I get, because I haven't quite had that experience. But I've heard of tons of people having the experience like, oh, I went with this and somebody told me I needed that. But then when I came with that, they said, no, you need this or mm-hmm. the, you don't need that. Why did you bring all of this? And that's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's not just government offices. It's anything. It's everything. Workplaces, hospitals. Schools. Schools. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll send all the information or we're planning that. And then you get it like the day of. Yeah. And it's like really it seems to be like a little bit of a fear to like commit to a plan. Yes. Yes. Like we're going to offer music classes. <laughs> Cause it sounds like a good idea. Well, do you have music teachers? No. <laughs> we don't know if we have enough people who want to take the music classes. Have you asked them? No. We don't know if we have music teachers to teach the classes. I see. Yeah. So you don't have any <laughs> teachers and you haven't asked anyone if they want to take the classes. How is this going to happen? Well, we'd like to offer them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Iceland needs to pee the tea sometimes. Yeah. Just, just do, do it. it. Just and do it. And not at the last second. And not at the last second. Because when you do it at the last second, it doesn't come off as well. And no. it's a little more expensive. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Not that this doesn't happen in other countries, but it happens consistently in Iceland. And on a huge scale. Yeah, on, at every level of society. Yeah. Oh, and also last year, remember the, the half marathon or the marathon, Reykjavik Marathon is coming up this year. Yeah. I mean, this weekend. Last year, what was it that happened where they totally fucked it up? Like they put the finish line in the wrong spot. So people didn't actually run a marathon. They, they thought they had finished, but the finish line was too far, wasn't far enough. And so all the people who ran that marathon didn't actually run a marathon. Didn't actually run a marathon oh, and didn't gosh. get credit for the marathon. So there are oh, people no. who like run like marathons internationally to qualify yeah. for other marathons, and now this one doesn't count. That they spent all this money to fly to fucking Iceland to run this fucking marathon, and it didn't count. Come on, y'all. Because they didn't have the the finish line in the right spot. Oh, come on. It's like typical. Typical. Mm. And so frustrating. So my frustration. Yep. It, Matches yours in this in this capacity. Okay, go for it. The, I I call this something different, but I feel like we're talking about the same. Thing. Okay, and this is one of those items that is both an item that that it's an, it super frustrates me all the time. Mm. But the f- flip side of it is something that I really love about the country. Okay, and that's the you know the Icelandic phrase that that you know, <laughs> I resisted saying that because I <laughs> yes yes so that that dust. Is I is an Icelandic and even grammatically it's non-committal. Even grammatically it's like <laughs> Theta this retast is like a middle voice verb, mm. but there's no subject, there's no <laughs> doer, there's no one responsible. It's just that this matter 
will be resolved of its own accord. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like... No one has to do anything. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Quit being so uptight. (laughs) We'll figure this out later. With your plans and your organizing... And that, and that, and that fear of commitment, and that, and that whole tendency to push things off until the last mm-hmm. minute. And also, it's kind of, a, it, and this speaks to another one, kinda, another thing on my list. It feels like this kind of shirking of responsibility. Just yeah. like, ah, well, I mean, that's not on me, or you know, someone else figure it out, or just like, or not just shirking responsibility, but but like, don't put that responsibility on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one who said we should do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the plan because if the plan fails, then of course, then yeah. no one can be held responsible for it. Yeah, it's like these music classes. It's mm-hmm. like, well, <laughs> so it's like, no, I but you work at the UCL, goddamn it! Oh my god, it's your responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, it, well, as long as we don't put the requisites, the, the requirements on the website, yeah. then we can't tell you <laughs> that we didn't tell you all the information. As long as no one writes it down anywhere, there's no one who can do their job badly. Yeah. It's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Yeah. Except. <laughs> except there is sort of a nice... Is this leading into your love? Yeah, this is this okay. is my love. This okay. is turning into my love. Yep, yep. There is this sort of nice side effect of this mm-hmm. that is like when you get into a jam, mm-hmm. when things are mm-hmm. just like really True. messed up and you True. need to figure it out. Yeah, Icelanders are pretty damn good at just like making it happen. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well that happened. We'll so, figure this out. Uh, let's do something else. Let me call my cousin. Yeah, <laughs> let me call cousin. <laughs> Now, if you don't have an Icelandic family, this could be more difficult. This is true. But if you do have, if you are plugged in. you got to have that Icelandic connection. If you have that network. Because somebody knows somebody. Somebody knows somebody and someone knows that you are in a jam. Mm-hmm. And you got to get, and you, you got to get, you got to get out of it. That's true. That's true. I feel like that compassion is not necessarily extended to outside the Icelandic community. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. That's another one of my loves mm-hmm. slash frustrations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually an experience I had this summer about with, with refugees, but let's mm-hmm. we, we, we can talk oh, about that. Oh, okay. All right. But, uh, yeah, the, the the whole idea of, like, we'll get it done, mm-hmm. I think, is uh, it can be very refreshing. Too. Yeah. Because there's also, there's there tends to be a lot less of blaming as well. Which of course is is problematic as well because can no also be problematic. Bl- blaming is the is just the flip side of the coin of accountability. Yes, exactly. So it can be great that people aren't blamed for making mistakes or shamed for it, and it's just like, well, let's just figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. But there's also no accountability when somebody really fucks some shit up, and it's like, no, they need to be blamed. Yeah. <laughs> Something need like there need to be repercussions for that. Well, and yeah, ex- exactly. If it's if it's something that doesn't need to be shamed for, like oh, you didn't forget, bring your swimsuit, it's not a big deal. Yeah, swim in your underpants. pants. Yeah, it's Iceland. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. Or shit, you forgot to bring the baby's epipen, and he's <laughs> having an anaphylactic shock. You need to be accountable now for keeping this human alive. Yeah, yeah. We have to bring the epipen everywhere. Yeah, or the doctor needs to make sure to prescribe it. Yeah, yeah. And the country needs to make sure to have them in stock. Exactly. And not expired, which exactly. doesn't always happen. Yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind. You're like, life like and the, death. Life and death situations, Life and death situations, people. let's keep them in the country. Yeah. Yeah. 
We have, we have a kid who has an allergy. And it's happened twice now where the country doesn't have any unexpired EpiPens left oh, for the Jesus kids. Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't that don't red dust that. You can't. It's not. You yeah. can't let that red dust. No. It's we like... do we do red dust that. And that <laughs> is because we don't take the kid anywhere. And we stay inside until we are sure we're not going to encounter any nuts. <sighs> which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. No. Um. Wait, what did you... You just did love, right? I just did love. So now... I, I do some, a love. I need some love from you. I do a love. Yeah. Okay, so my second love is appreciation of writing and the arts. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. I love that Icelanders are into it. Like, even at our school, when we went to orientation, <coughs> the principal was talking about all the new art that is up in the school. That, it was like the first thing on the agenda. Yeah, she's like, first things first. Did you see all the cool art that we're getting? And we're getting some more. Yeah. So that the kids have a little something, the, you know, to experience throughout the day. And she talked and, about each piece for quite a, for quite a while. She did. because And they were all local artists. And they all had, it was all different kinds of art. Like someone's kind of like installation and playing with light and color. Yeah, it wasn't someone's mom who made like a still life. You know what <laughs> no. I mean? It was like super was avant-garde, art. like yeah. video installations and yeah. like the light installation. Yeah, and like the painting with the headless man and the very, very it's dark too. Yeah, well, it wasn't really dark. It was. It's a little. I think kids would find it fun. It's like oh. I think. Yeah, but I think it was, I think there was there was darkness both in the in the video installation mm-hmm. and in that picture of the headless guy. Yeah. Well, Iceland does not shirk away from the darkness. They certainly That's do not. Which is, I mean, dovetails with what you're saying right now. Yeah. So I really love that, yeah. and also you know support for that for right for any kind of creative endeavor. Yeah, like people are all about it. If yeah. you say, "Oh, I'm having a, a reading," or "I'm having an art show," or if you're, like people are wishing invitations for music performances yeah. or whatever, and it could just be in somebody's living room, or maybe it's at a museum, or maybe it's but people want to engage in it. Yes, and they want to support it. There is a, a huge amount of support for it. Yeah, so I think that's great. Yeah. Do you enjoy any Icelandic musicians slash artists slash writers? I do, but I can't name them. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not because it's Iceland, it's because that's usually the way I am. I'm like, oh, there was that guy who wrote that book and it was good. That's kind of how I am. I just, uh, this summer I read, um, oh gosh, what is her name now? Uh, Gerda Kristni. Okay. I read her book, Smarties. Really, really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's about like growing up in the 70s and 80s. Here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very What's her name like, again? of the time. Uh, Gerdur Kristni. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that name before. I don't know if it's translated though. Mm. That might be hard. Um, so I wanted to say a little bit about what you were talking. This isn't a, this is, isn't a dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, although it does have a negative side to it, I think. As everything does. But I was going to say just that the distance from the bottom to the top is very short here. Mm-hmm. You can go from amateur to Wait, is this, a, is this a love? This is a love. This I, know, love. I know we're not doing love right now, but I'm just going to do this love because it fits on what, what you're talking about. Yeah. You can go from the bottom to the top. It's a very short distance here. Yeah. If, if, there's, any, if there's any difference at all between amateurs and professionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's because there's very little critical voice here. Yeah. There's very few people... Saying, eh, that book wasn't that great. Yeah. Oh, that album, not. Mm-hmm. They could do better. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do, but it doesn't really matter. They say, behind the person's back. Yeah, exactly. I've exactly. Heard it. Shh. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because that, that voice isn't louder and it's not like institutionalized in yeah. any way, 
it's not in you know any there's medium. a space there's a space to let people do it there's definitely the space to let people do it but it also means that there's lots of crap that gets made mm. there's lots of like bad music bad art bad writing that gets mm. published and i mean for better or for worse Wait, it's out there was it still over well it's it's the truth t-r-u-f yeah. Now, maybe if it gets translated or picked up by a, a foreign publisher, that might mean that, like, someone has actually put some exactly. thought into, like, mm, exactly. is this going to sell or not? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Let's give it a try. You know, I think that might be, like, a sample of something. If it's been translated to another language, it means Iceland is really willing to be like, all right, this is one of our people. This yeah. is what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Although a lot, so much of it gets translated are those noir novels. And there's good stuff mm-hmm. that gets written. Like, I think the, this Gattacosti novel was, was really quite good, but I don't uh-huh. think it's been translated. But it's not... It's not about crime. It's not about murder or anything like that. Mm. So I don't know if it would sell. So I think it's time for some hate. It's time for some hate. And it kind of, mine kind of goes with what you were just saying. One of my hates are really, it's not really hate. It's really just like a dislike. And sometimes it's just annoying. The Iceland is so, so small. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 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 so fucking small. Mm Mm-hmm. That has all sorts of implications. And I just like having, sometimes I just miss... The anonymity, even though I lived in a neighborhood where I knew a lot of people and I ended up running into a lot of people just on the street back in Brooklyn. Here, I just feel like it's everywhere. Somebody knows you and wants to talk or you can't you can't not be by yourself. Sometimes you just want a moment to yourself Mm. and you can't. Or like I had a friend who got divorced um, and stopped going to the pool. Because every time she went to the pool, she saw the woman that her husband cheated on her with and her friends and was just, and she was just like, I can't, she's like, I just feel like everyone's staring at me. I just don't want to, she was just so uncomfortable. And where is she going to go to get away from this? Everybody's here. There's just no escaping it. Yeah. Sometimes I get frustrated with cars that will drive up on, not to bring it back to the But I'm coming. I'll come back to it. Sometimes I get frustrated. Like cars will drive up on the sidewalk when I'm walking with my kids, especially, mm-hmm. and I get so mad at them. Mm-hmm. Don't drive on the sidewalk while I'm walking with my kids, and I'll look, and the driver will be someone that, that I you know. know. Yeah, someone that you know. And then I feel like, oh, I gotta temper this. I mean, yeah. I still say something to them. Yeah. You know, like it really scares my kids when you drive up on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and there's a better chance they actually listen to me, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like, oh, yeah, I can't just be angry. You can't. Because you're gonna have to rent that person to be TV. Exactly. There was this person who was walking through our yard every morning, waking up auto when we first moved, mm-hmm. and they weren't making a lot of noise, but they walked through their their yard with their kid mm-hmm. early in our, early in the morning, right past Otto's window, and inevitably the kid would say something, and she would say something back to the kids. Like I said, they weren't screaming, but they weren't mm-hmm. being too quiet there. And so one morning I came out, and I was like, Ex- "Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me." And was this in your finest Icelandic? Yes, this is my final Icelandic. And I said, this is private property, I'll have you know. Oh, goodness. Please don't walk through our yard. Oh, you went full American. Full American, which is private property. Well, do you know who that person is now? <laughs> it's all those preschool teachers. The woman that I entrust with the safety of my child every day. And I mean, I didn't just realize that. That morning when we were walking the kids up to preschool, I saw that she worked there. Yeah. And I had to go and I had to eat some crow. A little bit. I am so sorry mm-hmm. that I acted that way. Mm. I should not. Please walk through our yard. Mm. Please walk through our yard. <laughs> 
Whereas, Maybe don't wake up my kid. But I don't yeah. give a shit. Why, do, why should I care if you walk through the yard? It makes it shorter for you to get to the preschool where you work. And yeah. Aren't paid enough to do like the crap that you have to do, and you know yeah. we're all just trying to like make it work. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whereas in Brooklyn, I could throw open the window of people yelling outside and be like, "I'm gonna call a fucking cop! Shut up!" Mm-hmm. And then I know I'm never gonna see those people again. That's right. You're never gonna see them again. And that's not the case here. No, it's not. Oh, a similar thing happened right here, right in front of our building, because we have a tunnel that goes under our building to the houses in the back. So there's no parking because we have uh, the little diagonal, diagonal one side parking on our street. And there are a couple of driveways where people can't park. And this is one of them. The other day, someone in the back here was trying to get out and there was someone parked here. So the person's honking, honking, and they get out of the car. They're like, you know, whose car is this? And the woman comes out. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There just wasn't any parking. And he's like, well, that's not my problem. This is not a parking spot. And she's like, oh, there's no parking. And he was like, hello, just move your fucking yeah, car. there isn't parking. There's no parking there's, here. Yeah, either. and there's no parking here. And I've seen it a couple of times. Did she, did she move her car? She moved her car. Ugh. But she was like, oh, but there, were no, there, was, there was no parking. And he's like, yes, exactly. But you need to move your car. This is not a parking spot. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. Icelanders and their entitlement to park where they, where they, whither they will. But you know what? He didn't mind yelling at her and he probably does know her. I guess so. I don't have that in me though. If I know someone, I don't want to like publicly shame them. Yeah. I mean, but still it's annoying that it's so small that you kind of do have to do that sometimes. Yeah. Have those really uncomfortable moments with people you know. Yeah, maybe it's something we should get better at. Yeah. Ugh, I don't like it, though. Time for you to do something you... You just don't like quite so much about this fair land called Iceland. Well, this 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 sort of... Has a lot in common to do with the size of the country. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and that's that um, Icelanders tend to drink a lot. Hmm. Have you noticed this? Yeah. At parties... They tend to just really cut loose. Mm. And you'd think in a country where you're probably going to see these people the next day. (laughs) And everyone the next day. But see, what's so weird about it is that's when they let loose is when they drink. Even Mm. though I think this might be more of an older generation thing. I think the younger generation may not be so much into this. Into the getting sloppy drunk and then professing your love and adoration for someone. Yeah. But it it does seem like an Icelandic tradition. To just get slap, sloppy, nasty drunk yeah. and just be like, yeah. They have this thing called Truno. You know that? Mm. Like if you go into Truno with someone when you drink, you know, when someone showers you with <laughs> delicious high-grade tea, jasmine tea, when they're talking with you and perhaps a little spittle accidentally comes out because <laughs> they're talking passionately. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm right. Just give Shall me I a, fetch you a towel? Pass me a tea towel. <laughs> Um, yeah, but they have, they have this thing called Truno where, like, you go and you talk, and you tell someone mm. all of the emotions that you've kept pent up but over the years. just deep in your heart. Yeah. That you just cannot let out until you drink yourself to oblivion. Yeah. So the drinking bothers me. Yeah. And also, I, I think you're right. It is a generational thing because I think people are realizing there are other things to do besides drink. Right. At the same time, I enjoy having a drink every now and Nothing then. Nothing wrong with the drink. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's just not enjoyed in moderation sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
other things, I feel like they are a moderate country. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't afford to buy a lot of stuff here. Yeah. It's so true. expensive. Yeah, so I don't feel like there's that sort of, like, excess mm-hmm. when it comes to clothes. But see, the thing is, liquor is super items. expensive, too. But people still drink like it's water. That's why I think it's so out of character. It is. It's so out of character. But, uh, yeah, with their gasoline and their booze. <laughs> super expensive, but somehow they just go bonkers with it. They can't, they can't restrain themselves. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> <clears throat> Because on um, that liquor. And there are some, like, groups now that are, like, moving away from... Like, there aren't everywhere. You know, like, mm-hmm. straight-edge groups that are just, like, we're going to have fun without alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You know, like, um, over the big uh, bank holiday weekend, Yeah. there was a group. I think maybe they got together in the East and they went camping. It was just, like, a no-drinking party. Oh, okay, nice. Because traditionally, yes, it's nice, like, except camping uh, and acting ass, drinking, going crazy. I would like a middle ground. Yeah, it would be nice. I would like to have a couple of drinks and not go crazy. You know, humans have problems with moderation. Yeah. That's our current predicament in the world. Yeah. Globally. Oh, well, that's for sure. But when it comes to drinking, I feel like my circle of friends at home doesn't... I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe some people have problems with alcohol, but Mm -hmm. in general, people like tend to... You feel like there's a... moderate amount. uh, Culture culture of moderation around alcohol. Yes. Which is strange because America... We're a culture of excess. Yeah, but you where, know, where did we get it right? That puritanical Protestant kind yeah, but of look thing. Look where we are. They should be totally puritanical here. Yeah, but they're not. Why would they be totally puritanical here? There are no Puritans here. There's nobody here who's forcing you to write with your right hand. No. <laughs> no. No, I guess not. No, 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 you're right. I don't know. They just uh, these human tendencies tend to express themselves in different ways. I guess depending. I don't know. I don't know why through alcohol here though. And Americans are shopping. Yeah. And I feel like Americans are, like, super, uh, super conservative with their gas, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll chat you up about some mileage. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's all about their Priuses, and, oh, my gosh, I get this many miles out of this one. You know, like, but here, that's not really, I feel like people aren't really interested in, like, Or maybe because it's so expensive, and so it's just like, fuck it. Oh, like, you've lost all hope? Yeah. I think that maybe that's it. <laughs> Seems like not a great way to approach that idea. I'm that's just I I'm just looking for uh, some sort of reason Reasoning. behind it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, we were talking about drinking. That's I think the drinking is is one of the things that mm. sort of bothers me. But there's there are different cultures that are growing up around drinking too. That is more about appreciating drink, mm. craft beer. Mm-hmm. Like your French and your Germans, they drink a lot, but it seems to be more of just like a it's not a sloppy drunk type no, situation. It's no. just like. We, this is something we really enjoy. It's just something you drink. Yeah. And you don't eat. You don't, or maybe it's because it's part of the culture in that kind of way. It's so normalized. It's just like having a glass of beer or wine for bre- with your breakfast. With is breakfast. Yeah. Even, yeah. For breakfast? Really? Do they not? I, is I, it I, only lunch? <laughs> like, it doesn't start to lunch. Does it start at lunch? I don't maybe, know. I'm, I'm not wrong. Start. I'm not wrong. But like there's not this like repression of it mm-hmm. that, that uh, then gets this equal and opposite reaction of crazy. Yeah. I had a beer yesterday with lunch, and we were the only people in the whole place that mm-hmm. had a beer yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I wanted it. Yeah. And I didn't get drunk off of it. I just enjoyed a beer with my lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. But that's way out of line here. But then there's the sloppy drunk at night. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah, seems seems not to make a lot, a lot of sense. All right. Maybe we should do another hate so we can end on love. Okay. So this is... 
uh, going with the so small and some of the other things as well on my list of don't really like is that, and again, this is more in the older generation than the younger. I think the younger generation is a little more, has more of a global perspective, perspective. but attitudes can be really kind of provincial and self-righteous of your older Icelanders. Oh, you mean like this about this? about everything? Yeah, you're not talking about one thing in particular. No, not one thing in particular. About a lot of things. So yeah. just like like they went to you know Copenhagen this one time and saw you know a black person in a jazz band, and so you know they've solved racism. And it's like, oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. It's like, or had somebody come up to me and say that they had it was an Icelander, or he was probably in his fifties, and he was just telling me that he had been in the United States once in this town and this ice cream truck came like through the middle of this town and one side of the town was black, one side of the town was white and the ice cream truck stopped like where the dividing line is like on the street and served like the white side of the town first or I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, ice cream truck was serving the Negro patrons at one time and he just like went over. He's like, yeah, I just went and got ice cream over the black people. And I was like... Good for you? Why what the fuck do you want me to say to that? You're not an mm-hmm. asshole? Congratulations. He was he was he was performing for you. He was. Did he want you to clap? He, did you clap for him? I did not. I just I hope I I was hoping my face was as stank as possible because I was like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You're not a horrible person. Congratulations. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel that maybe it's just because I'm a black woman, but I feel like I've gotten a lot of those comments. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I went to the United States once and, like, you know, helped a black man change a tire. And I'm like... I helped a black man change a tire. I know. What the... Oh, you're good not. Oh, <laughs> we've heard about you. <laughs> we talked about you at the monthly meeting. <laughs> oh, my God. We put you in our good pile. Yes, we did. Pat on the back. <laughs> Here's a cookie. <laughs> uh, the, the opinions can be real absolutes. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. Yeah. But without even the the hint of a possibility of stepping away, you know, like stepping outside of the of themselves yeah, to like experience. to yeah. consider that. Well, maybe that's you know, maybe it doesn't have to be that way, or it's and it, it could be about simple shit. But do you think like because there's such a homogenous experience here, mm-hmm. there's not like they they don't have a whole lot of practice with like stepping out of their own experience. They don't because their experience is the experience of like everybody they know. Everybody they know, yeah, yeah. Which I think is changing, of course, because yeah. there are more immigrants in Iceland now. Yeah, and there's more discussion about these things, and there's more discussion of outsider experiences. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and I always find that Icelanders are very interested in the, uh, the like the outsider experience. Like, how how do you like Iceland? Is, yeah, is people always want to know, right? But at the same time, I feel like. But it's always how do you like Iceland with this like look of glee on their face? Like, oh, they're going to say they love it because Iceland is fantastic. Yeah. Which me, I, maybe it's just me, but it really makes me want to be like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. Because what the. <laughs> Yeah. No, there's definitely lots of expectations when that question gets asked. When I am answering that question, I can feel the person wanting me to like stop talking Mm -hmm. and talk and like stop sharing my experience because they don't care what my experience is. They want to talk at me about Iceland. Yes, yes, or talk at you about 
what they think your experience is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They want you to tell you what your experience I'm is. Like, You've never experienced this degree of progressiveness, have you? Yeah. Welcome to freedom. <laughs> you don't have to worry about things here. You're in Iceland now. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Tell that to the librarian that told my children they need passports because they're brown. Oh, my God. To get their library card. Yeah. You're like, all right, thanks. <laughs> I was going to talk to, about something that I, experience I had with, with like, refugees. Mm. It wasn't my personal experience with refugees, but I was sort of asking about them because there are some refugees in Reykjavik, mm-hmm. um, and they have support for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an apartment for a year, and they have some language training, I think, that they're offered. Okay. And then after, once the year is up, that's it. Oh, language training for just a year. I don't know, man. Uh, not just language training. All this stuff. Just financial support and an apartment. It oh, takes. I think it, yeah, it takes a while. It takes a long time to adjust to Iceland. Yeah, and I have an in. Exactly. I, I am a white person. Mm. I am married to an Icelander. A year would not be enough for me. Yeah. No way, Jose. Try coming from Syria. Yeah. Zero connections with people here. Mm-hmm. You don't speak the language. You're clearly othered all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's rough. We ran into a young man. Did I tell you about this guy? Frank. He's an American. He was working at one mm. of the cabins in the I can't. I have to remember that I can't just nod and shake my head. <laughs> I have to say what's going on because we're recording this. But so he's, uh, what do you call that? What's the person? The steward? No. Steward? The person who takes care of the hut in the highlands. The caretaker? Is he called a caretaker? The warden. The warden. warden. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. So he's a warden. And she's American, and he speaks, like, great Icelandic, fluent Icelandic. And he's like, oh, you're American? And we were talking about the kids learning Icelandic and me learning Icelandic, and it's really hard. And he speaks, like, French, German, Spanish. He speaks these other languages as well. And he was like, yeah, it took me about five years before I really got into learning and, like, speaking Icelandic. And this is someone who's into language, clearly, who, like, enjoys learning languages. So I can't imagine a family given it, being given a year to like get up to speed enough to support themselves and be integrated into Icelandic society. Dude, and this was jobs a, on top of that too. And he's a, a white male. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. It's, real, it's tough. It's a rough transition. Well, I find it, I, th- I think it must be really difficult for people who are living in the capital area, mm-hmm. especially. Because here, there are lots of others mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of empathy for others. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, you know, like Icelanders don't have a lot of patience for people outside of the family. Mm-hmm. And if you've noticed, according to the book, the family is essentially <laughs> all the Icelanders. Yes. And you've got connections to everyone. If you don't, then your mom does. And if your mom yeah. doesn't, then your cousin does. And you just you just tap into that network until you get what you need. Right. And if you're not part of that network, well, you can go fuck yourself, really. Shit because, out of luck. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am, so I don't yeah. care. I mean, it doesn't bother me that, you, mm-hmm. that you're not. But I have to say that <clears throat> the refugees that we saw when we went to Isipur this, this summer, mm-hmm. uh, we stayed there for um, a week and a half, were very visible mm-hmm. and were very integrated into the community. That being said, I think they were still there for their year. Mm. And I'm not saying that it was all easy, but like uh, there was a big cultural festival we were there and they were their representation at the cultural festival was the biggest part of the cultural festival. Oh, okay. Um, 
there was a language festival, mm-hmm. or there was like a language camp for the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, the daughters of the Syrian family were the teenage helpers mm-hmm. during that festival. So there was lots of interactions between the older kids from the Syrian family and the younger kids from the community, mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was some real there was some real love going on there. Mm-hmm. Like they were modeling for these kids, and the kids were eating it up. They mm-hmm. were in love with it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when they had like the big food festival, everyone wanted to eat the the Iranian and Syrian food. Yeah, because you know what's better than Icelandic food? Anything. You know, it's also <laughs> very good. Like Middle Eastern food is fantastic. It's like fresh, <laughs> tastes good. And it's just it was, it was great. Yeah, flavor. It was awesome. <laughs> But I was I was talking with some people that we know there, and they were like, "Yeah, this is all great. This is happening now." But you mm-hmm. know, it's there's there's some real ups and downs with these with these families. Yeah, like the father has gotten depressed, and he was working for a while, and then he stopped doing he stopped working, and everyone was pretty worried, and they tried to find something else for him to do. And I was just thinking, like, oh my gosh, the community here is like plugged in with this family. Yeah, it's a small enough place where like even though you aren't in the network, yeah. They know about you, and they're looking out for you. Exactly. Because it's a small enough place where, like, if there's people who are down and out, mm-hmm. it makes everyone else feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you reach a certain, like, critical mass, I think that there's bound to be down and out people, and it's they're not your problem. Right. But in this small community, it seemed like, even though things weren't going great for this, this refugee family at the time, mm-hmm. people felt compelled to, like, do something about it. Right. And stay plugged in with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it'll turn out. I don't know if it'll pan out, you know, mm-hmm. as a, a dream life in any way. Because if if they don't, do they? Do this family have, like, guaranteed status, like guaranteed residency? Because I've heard of families, like, if they don't, or maybe this family's case was pending. I, I do remember about certain families that were threatened with deportation. And then they had to leave. But I don't know what the deal was. I don't know. I don't know okay. how they had to leave or why they had to leave. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a lot of kids at one of the... High schools here who rallied around one of the refugee girls. Mm-hmm. They really wanted her to stay while her, her family was being deported. And I think mm-hmm. that maybe they were able to, like, delay the deportation and okay. give the family a chance. Like, I don't remember what exactly happened, but mm-hmm. it was good that, like, the kids organized themselves. Yeah. But I feel like that with the with the refugee, with the refugees coming to Iceland, I think a lot of people's attitudes is like, this is Iceland. We'll take care of them. And mm-hmm. we'll just, like, they can stay in my spare room. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, what happens after a year, though? Right. We have to have systems in place. This is, like, this is not a short-term mm-hmm. problem. We don't need a short-term solution. We need long-term solutions and right. infrastructure and things like that. And, you know, there's one thing that Icelanders don't want to commit themselves to. <laughs> you know what it is. It's planning things like this. Yeah. And also, the going back to having... Um, Attitudes that are just very, just like just having this one perspective is, um, especially with refugee families and the ones that don't have guaranteed status of any kind who are, you know, their case is pending, whether or not they can actually stay or whatever, is that I don't think that Icelanders really get where these people are coming from. No. I don't think they get the, the fear and terror that they've been living with. Once they've come, made it this far. Because Icelanders never, and Iceland, you don't ever have to worry about somebody coming to your house like several armed men and killing your whole family. Yeah. That's never a threat you have to live with. And it, even if someone tells you that, if you've never felt any kind of fear for your life, you're not going to really get it. And you're going to be like, oh, they'll be fine. They'll just move back to wherever. Or maybe they'll send them to Germany or something, you know, yeah. just not here. 
But then if you send them to Germany, they're going to be, what, living in a container, in a, like, a shantytown, like some of those little refugee villages that they have, like... And who knows how long they're going to stay there. Yeah. I don't think they understand, like, that people aren't here for shits and giggles. Yeah. Or to be a burden because, oh, I just want to, you know, I just want to go live in Iceland. It's like, no, it's it's coming from a real place of of uh, fear for their lives yeah. and their livelihood. And they're, you know, yeah, they've been through a lot. And it's not solved with cultural festivals and it's not solved with... No, they need a lot of support. Being able to stay in someone's spare room until they can get on their feet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they need lots of support probably for a lifetime. Exactly. Because they're traumatized. Yeah. I know a girl that wasn't, like, talking. A refugee girl that just, like, wasn't talking for, like, a year. Is she here? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's dangerous, obviously, to not be progressive and to be closed to the ideas mm-hmm. of, of being progressive as a society. At the same time, mm-hmm. if you consider yourself a perfectly progressive society, mm-hmm. that can also be an Achilles, an Achilles heel. Yeah. That can also be a, a, right. as, as big a problem. right. Because you're not seeing the problems. Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're like, oh no, that. that's that's done. Oh, yeah. we're no, we're fine. We're progressive. We're no longer racist. We have no issues <laughs> with homophobia. We've we're got no gender longer... all ironed out. Not a de- not a, no big deal. No biggie. Refugees, send them over. We are an A plus nation. <laughs> send them over, and and here you go. There they are. Back. And we'll figure <laughs> it out. Maybe I don't know. This is kind of hard. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, attitudes. I, I do feel like, though, as the nation becomes uh, more cosmopolitan yeah, and foreign voices are becoming louder, mm-hmm. the first lady is, you know, barely foreign, foreign, <laughs> and she speaks loudly with an accent, yeah. which I think is a real plus. Yeah. So I think, yeah, definitely things are changing, but it's Iceland is definitely like much of the world in a state of flux. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, working on it, hopefully. Right, fingers crossed. Yeah. There's also lots of... Uh, th- this is a completely different group of people who are here for a completely different reason. But there's lots of Asian tourists here now. Mm-hmm. And from our side, where we where we do marketing, it's interesting to see Icelanders be like, huh, so Asian people have a completely different worldview and a different set of values than we do. So when we market to them, huh, we have to like rethink everything. <laughs> they don't want to eat mashed fish. Want to eat their own food? We'll make their own food here. <laughs> we won't do tours in English because they don't speak English, although that is the foreign language. We'll do tours in their own language. <laughs> it's it's like this it's like, dawning reality of like, oh my goodness. Yeah, there's an outside world that we know nothing about. Huh? And yet we can ask people about it. Yeah, we can maybe do some research. We can listen with our Ooh. ear holes. <laughs> Who would have thunk? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Um, I'm going to talk about this because it sort of talked about what we were talking about before. Okay. Go ahead. And that is, you know, Iceland th- thinks of itself as being very progressive, which can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And they have very strongly held attitudes about things. And I think one of the things that they feel very strongly mm-hmm. is that they are a green nation. Mm. And because they don't use fossil fuels, except for all the time. <laughs> To, you know, do things like fuel aluminum smelters. Jesus Christ. That they are saving the planet. Mm. But I feel like attitudes here aren't very green. Like there's lots of 
stuff that's imported here all the time. Yeah. People don't really think about sustainability mm-hmm. outside of like when sustainability is the cheaper option. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's energy sustainable here. But is it food sustainable? Mm-hmm. No. Iceland doesn't, doesn't produce its own food. Can it, can it grow stuff in greenhouses? Yes. Yeah. Does it? No. Mm-hmm. It's like a fraction of the food here is grown yeah. in greenhouses. <clears throat> is there enough energy to make greenhouses all over the country mm-hmm. and make the food sustainable? Yes, absolutely. We could be growing like asparagus and pineapples and the whole deal if, if, if Iceland wanted to. It could be a movement. Yeah, but instead there's smelting aluminum. Yeah. And I don't know where all that money goes. Hmm. Like the money that gets paid for smelting aluminum, I don't know if that goes back into the country or if it goes into someone's pocket. It feels like a 1% type situation. Doesn't it? It really does. Doesn't it has those vibes about it. Because, because it seems real dirty. The resources that those suck up are nationally held. Yeah. It's energy that's generated literally by the, the nature. Yeah. <laughs> damming rivers. Damming rivers for hydropower and geothermal yeah. power. Mainly damming rivers, though. Yeah. So it seems like, because that's a national resource... seems like it should be going back to Iceland. Yeah, exactly. Like, the profits from those, from those things should be going back to Iceland. And the country should have some say in, like, how that gets used. Yeah. Like, aluminum smelting is probably not the greenest thing to do. Really not. It's super polluting, isn't it? I can't imagine that the manufacturer of a metal is not... Yeah. Producing and also the aluminum isn't here, it has to be brought here from like South America and Asia, which is Ridiculous. also not like a super green thing to do if we're going to do aluminum, you know, what right? I mean? Right, it, it seems like it would be better to be making geothermal greenhouses and making our own food and stuff like that, and finding other uses for wool, finding other uses for wool, yeah, <laughs> got exactly. a shit ton of wool, yeah, yeah. So I think I think my problem is that like I surprise itself on being green, but mm-hmm. if you scratch the surface even just a little bit, you find the it's a nation that's just cars. Yeah. That imports things hand over fist. Yeah. That loves to fly. Mm. And also they're litter bugs. Yeah. I was looking at pictures from the Stockholm from my friend Daniel just moved there. There's not one piece of trash on the street there. Clean. It's nice. Oh so clean. There's always trash on the ground here. People Is get, there? People get drunk and just throw things on That's the ground. true. You're right. I mean, it's not New York. It's day. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I have my New York filter, and I'm like, is it really? <laughs> it's not New York dirty, but like, yeah, people just throw the trash around. There can be a little bit of litter, yeah. Yeah. I feel like these are all interconnected. My last hate is short-sighted lack of respect for authority. Hmm. And by that, I mean, like, because it's so small, uh-huh. because everybody knows everybody. Yeah. There's certain, there might be certain rules or regulations, like, like the, the parking, the driving. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't have to respect that rule or that common sense attitude, but, you know, because why, why do I have to? I think it's because it's a country that doesn't like to hold people accountable for things. Yeah. And I feel like that just, it filters into everything. Yeah. Like the kids at schools being just like loud and obnoxious and horrible to their teachers. And... Just because it was like, why? Yeah. Like, the kids have this attitude, and their parents don't say shit to them. Yeah. And then the teachers, I've heard people complain about the teachers, at least at the school the kids used to go to, that the teachers were too harsh. And I'm like, I think the teachers have just had it up to here with the kids going nuts and not listening to them. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem just, it seems so out of control. 
Like sometimes the kids just seem so disrespectful. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not even like, oh, you're a child and you should do what I say. It's just a common respect for another fucking human being. That's true. Or even just a, a common, or even just for the common good. It's like what you're doing isn't even helping you. You know, it's funny because like I was saying with like the refugees in, in the West Fjords and the sort of like getting plugged into a family network, mm-hmm. people help other people here. Mm-hmm. There is compassion here, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always manifest as consideration. Yeah. People are not terribly considerate They're of others not. here. They're not. They really are not. They're not of, considerate of their personal spaces. They're not considerate of their personal experiences that they come here with. Yeah. There's just not a lot of consideration here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, I don't know why that is. I don't either. Because you think with so few people that you would value the people's experiences. I don't know. That it would be important, like, not to... Like, to show people a minimum amount of consideration mm-hmm. when it comes to being loud or when it comes to being not even respectful, like you were saying, just, like, mm-hmm. respecting someone's dignity. Yeah. That is a problem. Well, I think we've tapped onto something new here. <laughs> is it? I feel like we've talked about it before. Well, I don't know if we've talked about it, like, in these terms, though. Yeah. I do get frustrated with, with the lack of consideration. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, and again, this might just go back to my upbringing being so hyper self self aware, yeah. like you have to be, and as a girl, as a person of color in America, you have to be super aware of your your behavior yeah. in certain spaces, just to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Like you have to be aware of yourself and what other people are doing right. and how they're perceiving you. You have all that you have to take into consideration. Right. People here don't necessarily consider automatically yeah. their actions, their behaviors, how that affects other people. It's, it is a kind of privilege that's here, mm-hmm. that you don't have to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. But I don't, always let, I don't always let the Icelanders know that that bothers me. Yeah. Maybe I should? Or is that being a bad immigrant? I don't know. Like, take something as simple as, like, personal space on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, when people stop you because they're using, like, they're not aware that you're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's just enough to be, to say, like, I need to get by. Like, excuse me. Yeah. Or still, like, an Icelander. Icelanders just walk right through you. Yeah. They, like, push you with their <laughs> they bodies. They just keep walking. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. It's something that I, that I find mind-boggling. Because I feel like they, a lot of people take it as a personal... Not a personal affront, but, like, to, to follow the rules is, like, some sort of burden. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's it's just so everyone can, can, get, along. can get along. There's a yeah. lot of people if you want everything to just kind of... Maybe it's because it's such a small space and people were so spread out over a big country that, like... Yeah. Maybe people have not had to get along with each other for that long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, as far as parking is concerned, like, we're talking about, like, how people just, like, will park up on the sidewalk, like, just mm-hmm. close to where they want to go. It's a parking spot or not doesn't really matter. If they're blocking someone else, it doesn't really matter yeah. to them. But that's if because, they're blocking like, a driveway, oh, but there's nowhere to park. Yeah. It's like, oh. But 50 years ago, like, it probably really didn't matter. Like, yeah. There probably weren't that many driveways, and this was a small town, and you could just go wherever you wanted to do, and it didn't bother anyone. What's that? <laughs> yes, it's still a small town. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big small town. But it's dense now. It's dense enough where, like, your actions have impact mm. on others. Yeah. Or just, like, it's dense enough now where, like, if you stand someplace long enough, you're probably going to be in someone's way. Yeah. And you have to think about... You're going to be in my way just trying to go to the bonus. Can you just step 
Just be on the side. Just be on the side with your conversation. Yeah. You're being super loud. It's 2 a.m. <laughs> I just put my kids down. And you're right in front of our window. Yeah, you're right in front of our window. Oh, that you shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. Good night. You and your pina colada <laughs> vaporizer. What's it called? Is that what it's called? E-cigarette. You're poisoning us. You're killing us slowly. With your conversation. Your noise pollution. Yeah. Your air pollution. <laughs> You're just polluting. You're just humaning too close to me. Stop your humaning. <laughs> yeah, but that's frustrating. How, what do you do as an immigrant then? Do you like adapt to that? Do you just like try not to make a big deal about it? I'm trying to make a find You're a balance. To, like, boil. I'm trying to find a balance with each situation. Because sometimes I'm just like, okay, like when the people are loud, like down here downtown, I'll consider what time it is and be like, okay, maybe they're going to move along soon. Yeah. And if it's been going on for a while, then maybe I might lose my shit. Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, you know, people are just they're just having a moment. They're just having a conversation right below my bedroom really loudly. I'm just going to patiently wait for them to shut the fuck up and go away. I get frustrated with sometimes in our office with people's, like, body smells and, like, things that they do with their bodies. <laughs> which is, like, probably maybe it's, like, a social hang-up that I have, like, a cultural hang-up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you've been such a model of patience, mm. and you've even you've been aware of my my displeasure with it, mm-hmm. and also like my frustration with it. Yeah. And the thing that you've that you keep on telling me that like has genuinely helped me mm-hmm. is like Jonas, don't let them steal your joy. <laughs> don't let them steal your joy. It's yours to keep. Yes. Hold on to it. Yeah. And I think that's what I've that's what I've been trying to think the most. Like, yeah. is is it is it worth it for me to? Is like, it that deep? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or can I just like go about my day and try to just to ignore it? Mm-hmm. And that's just a smart thing. I yeah. can see that you've practiced this for a long. time. <laughs> I've been trying, mm-hmm. so was not to you know lose my mind. Yeah. So can we go back to the love? Yes, let's go back to the love. As far as like. As far as, like, thinking that they're super progressive on social issues, mm-hmm. they're pretty progressive on social <laughs> issues, actually. Yeah, they are. Like, as far as being, like, a gay person here, it's mm-hmm. a pretty good place to be a gay person. Although the gay community here isn't, like, super welcoming. Mm-hmm. We just had pride, and I think, I mean, you and I have talked about this, that the, yeah. we marched with the families this year, mm-hmm. and the families were not great. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a little group, core group of families that... Stayed to themselves and weren't too excited about other people participating. Which is interesting, given that it was for Pride. Yeah, which is celebrating inclusivity, yeah. diversity, bringing everyone like, together. Be you. Do you. Yeah. Is basically the thing. You do you. You do you. It's all good. And they said, yeah, but can you do you, like, with a separate Somewhere group, else. like, over there, like, not with us? Yeah, because we already reserved this space. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Really? But, um, yeah, I mean, as far, and like I said, that's that's limited to my experience. Mm-hmm. But it is fairly, yeah, I as, would have to agree with you. Because everybody came out for Pride. Everybody came out to, you know, line the streets and yeah. wave a rainbow flag and be like, woo! It's a little bit annoying the way the businesses sort of, like, It's a little, sometimes. yeah, it's a little, it's a commodified. I mean, it's have in the office where, like... They they have you know like in the office we play music on Fridays mm-hmm. and everyone sends in their songs. Were you there for Friday? No, I okay. chose not to come in. Mm. I wasn't there either. Part I did. Of, Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I mean, just they they the theme for that week because it was Pride Week mm-hmm. was that the um they asked for music by gay artists yeah and then someone was like well gay artists what about queer artists right and, and then it turned into sort of a joke actually yeah and then people were sending in songs from people in the office as though they were gay and yeah. it became like a joke a gimmick yeah, yeah. it became it became like people's sexualities and people's identities were like a matter to laugh about which is not a cool thing to do especially not for Pride Week yeah. And this goes back maybe to people's consideration of their experiences, but like, yeah, it should be you should be, at least for Pride Week. <laughs> Take a moment, think about it, think about it real quick before your little fingers get to going on the keyboard. Exactly. Yeah, I tried to. I did submit this first time I ever submitted for this little thing that we do at the office, mm-hmm. and I was like, let me. And I did see the comment about you know we're talking about just gay or talking about blah 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 queer or bi whatever. So I made sure to submit some of my bisexual women, my lesbian women, mm-hmm. my black gay men, my, you know, all, I was like, let me jazz it up a little bit. Yeah. And none of those were chosen. Well, the other thing is that, like, who got to choose the exactly. best gay music? Exactly. And chose, like, the most... Stereotypical. Yes. Yeah. I was like, really? I thought <clears throat> we were supposed to be, like, I thought the reason for doing this was to, like, bring to light some new, like... People you've never heard of that are making fantastic music or something. Well, can I tell you that I'm not shocked at all? But it was like the village people and... Of course it was. It was the village people and something else. What was the other one? And I I, I, I wasn't there on Friday. I was like, really? That's... Oh, it was... And Queen. Well, I just don't think that like... I, I, did, I, I don't want to send it in for some old white guy to mm. judge. Which is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I almost did, however, write in... Um, that maybe for next week we could do uh, music by Negro people. <laughs> Does that have the same ring to it? So that yeah. we can let the old white guy judge the best Negro the best music? Negro, well, you know, he thinks he knows something about Negro music. Oh, my gosh. You know he does. Yeah. Wait, weren't we supposed to be talking about love? We were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, things took a turn. They took a turn. Yeah. But that's just, you know, also, we took a turn with the bad things as well. And they we did. Do, they we did. Happy sides, too. We did. We did. This is what I'm saying. This is truth. It's truth. This is not a handy dandy listicle about how to visit Reykjavik. No. This is the experience mm. of living in a real place by mm. real people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say also that uh, this is going to be kind of a boring one, but mm. sure it's nice to have healthcare here. I don't to worry about. Although this makes my partner, this makes his blood boil. This okay. issue. Why? Well, because I have some critical things to say about the healthcare system here. Oh, is it like the time? Well, it's the time and like how long you have to wait for an appointment. That and, kind of thing. Yeah, and also like it just it's a small country. It's yeah. three hundred fifty thousand people. You're not going to have a top-notch healthcare system here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's economies of scale that happened in larger countries. Yeah. I'm not talking about America, but I mean, even a country like Germany mm-hmm. or even Sweden, which is not that big. Yeah. There's just enough people where you can have yeah. a pretty specialized range of services. You don't go somewhere in Sweden and they're like, oh, we don't do that here. Exactly. And you're like, what? But with 350,000 <laughs> people, like, is it, are there enough people, for example, is there a specialist who does pediatric leukemia here? Mm-hmm. I don't think so, because I don't think there's enough people with pediatric leukemia here to right. justify there being a specialist here. Mm-hmm. The same thing with, like, equipment. Like, there's yeah. specialist equipment here that, like, is intended for a population of, I don't know, like a million people. You've got to have a million people to make right. it worthwhile having this equipment that, like, will actually put it to use. Right. 
that justifies the cost because mm-hmm. you have more people in the system paying for it. Right. But here, I don't think those economies are realized. Mm-hmm. And if you've got some weird bullshit going on, mm-hmm. Iceland will pay for you to go abroad. Mm-hmm. But it's going to mean that all of us in the country have to pay a lot than for the healthcare system. It means mm-hmm. we probably need to be taxed more for it because mm-hmm. it's not funded right now. Yeah. But the idea of like what what does it mean to have it funded? Does it mean that like we have every machine and every specialist available? No. No. We just need to have like a basic level of healthcare that we can agree on, mm-hmm. and people should be able to have access to that. And it should be free. Yeah. Period. But it is nice that we were able to go and access pretty much all of our healthcare for free. Yeah. We, we don't have anything that has required any sort of... Intervention of some sort. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, except for our, for our, our babies. Oh, allergy. yeah, the EpiPens. We didn't, we, didn't pay, we didn't pay anything for it. Well, we had to pay a little bit for the EpiPens, but not $200. Mm-hmm. I think we pay $80 every two years for EpiPens. Also very handy. Kids get the vaccinations. It's cool. Oh, do they? Yeah. I have no idea. Are they are they obligatory? No. But they will remind you if you don't get it. Because my <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else, like, but you can't breathe the oxygen of the country <laughs> if you don't get the inoculations. No, but my oldest didn't get his But they cut off your eyelids though. Didn't get his booster. Um, cause he wasn't sure. Cause I hadn't checked the vaccination records, but I'm pretty sure I did tell him. I was like, no, you do need to get it. But I think he was having a little fear of the needles. Oh, and yeah. so the nurse called me and she's like, you didn't get it. Just FYI. And then she sent me an email at the end of the year. Don't forget after you get his vaccination. Yeah. <laughs> so we got it over the summer. But can they go to public school if they don't have their vaccinations? I don't know. I don't know if that's, if there's a restriction. I don't know what they do. We should figure that out. But they get them. I mean, you know, but... Like, if everybody is on that same schedule at the school, they'll just be like, here, here you go. On yeah. this day, we're doing our MMRs. Yeah. It sort of doesn't make it a bigger deal if you don't, mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't, if you don't want your kids with the vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely more pressure to get them, which there should be. Yeah. Which there should be. And it's great that it's, you don't have to worry about scheduling it. But um, I will say that there's lots of people who come here thinking that you know, the universal health care here is going to be amazing yeah it's like no you'll just be able to see a doctor you'll be able to see a doctor maybe you'll be able to get care mm-hmm. if it's something that's too fancy you might not be able to get it yeah especially if it's something they have to send you abroad for mm-hmm. the threshold for you to get that kind of care is high and you really have to demonstrate a need to do it yeah because we're not made of money here nope and there are big problems with people like using up their allowances here mm-hmm. their healthcare allowances and then they have to pay after that oh really huh? I didn't know about this but Helga Valla, who's head of the Social Democrats, she was just talking. I think maybe she had like an editorial in Morco mm-hmm. about like a dream that she that she has where everyone can get the care they need without having to worry about paying for it. Mm-hmm. And she gave examples of two people. One was <clears throat> one was a single mother mm-hmm. who now has to pay thousands of dollars every month for her cancer treatment. Oh, wow. And the other one was a high school student. What? I think that's high school. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's graduate school. I'm pretty sure it's high school. Where uh, she's also used up her allowances and now her family has to pay for her medication, which involves like... Oh, which has like a chronic illness. Uh-huh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like $1,000 a month for her medication. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a big bill. That's crazy. Yeah. And the allowance is a yearly thing? How much is the allowance? I don't know. Because I, I don't know. Because like, how does that work? I didn't think it was... I thought it was the sort of deal where it was like, you pay X amount into the system and after you pay this amount, then everything gets taken care of by the, by the mm-hmm. state. But I think that there is... A, after reading that this morning, there right. is an allowance. Huh. And once you exceed that, you're on your own. Wow. Yeah. Not like the great station net that I thought oh, it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Don't get crazy sick. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Because I know people plan to get crazy sick. <laughs> yes. And that's what they always dream of. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than getting crazy sick than running out of money. Because this sounds like an American problem. To like Doesn't having, it? Having a chronic illness and not being able to pay for your health care. Yeah. But people are having to like to do GoFundMe shit here. Wow. Yeah. We need to look better into this. Yeah. Let's report back to our people mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. But it's just something I read this morning. Yeah. Um. Oh man, that was supposed to be a love too. <laughs> I have, I have, I have two loves left. Okay. And they're nice. Pool, hot tub culture here in Iceland, I think, mm-hmm. is really nice. I think it's a fantastic thing, especially because the weather's often crappy. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a place to go where you can be outside. You can be in some hot water. You can socialize. You can just take a moment. And is it only adults who are there? Everyone is there. Everyone People is People bring their children. The pool. Even their youngest babies. We babes to the old farts. To use the largest public toilets in Iceland. Exactly. <laughs> Soak in the pee. Go in the sauna. Go in the steam room. That's right. All those little poop particles from their diapers. Mm, I don't hang out in the, with, the, with the little kitties. Because there's often a very shallow, super duper shallow, not quite so hot yeah. area for the babes. Slightly dingy water. <laughs> I don't hang out there, so I don't know about the color. Uh, well, you don't have anyone left in diapers. Nope. Thank sometimes, sometimes I gotta get into that cesspool. Oh, man. But I think and it's a lovely them, thing. You see them when you're in the water down there. They get real still. And oh, and you're like, oh, somebody get that wind. Somebody get them. But I think it's really lovely. Pool culture? Pool culture. I've never been to a pool here with you. And the pools are very clean. They're not like New York City pools. <laughs> like the locker room situation, lovely. I've never been to a public pool in New York. It's not fun. Yeah, I think because so many people use them here. It's, you pay for them. The pools in, in the yeah. city are free, is yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's by the, the parks department. You mean, you mean in New York City? In New York City. But here, here, you, you have to pay for them. here you pay for them. Yeah. It's not super expensive, but you have to pay for them. The kids don't pay for them. I feel like they could be cheaper. You think so? Yeah. But also, they're staying open later now, thanks to Robbie Rotten. May he rest in peace. Oh, really? What did he do to make them? He petitioned. He petitioned the city to keep the pools open until 10 o'clock all year round, because they were going to start closing them, Close them earlier. Earlier, because it used to be in the summer, they would stay open late. Yeah. And then come winter, they would close. What time was it? Like Eight, maybe seven, six. I don't know. I was, love. I love going to the pool. It was right. relatively early, but he was very sick, very ill, and he was like, "This is the one thing that I got right now that is yeah. making me feel like a decent person, yeah. like a, not decent, feel like me." And people use them late too. Yeah, and everyone is reaping the benefits. Yeah, of him great. doing that. So thanks. Good job, Robert Rotten. He's a good guy. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We're number one, but yeah, I think it's very nice. Yeah, pool culture is good here. I'm trying to think of anything negative to say about it. I really can't think of you anything. can't, because it's good stuff. Yeah, it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's progressive. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, it's, it's Body positive, because everybody is getting naked and washing their bodies. Yeah, it's super positive. And body you're like, every, everybody has a body, and this is what they look like. It keeps people active. It's like the one thing in the winter where you can just be like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can go tear it up in the pool, and I'm going to feel great afterwards. Mm-hmm. I can soak, or I can swim laps. Whatever you need to do, I can be do super you? Active. Yeah, you do. Get yeah. in the cold pool. <laughs> yeah. Who uses that over there? I don't do that. I do. No, I guess I do wish they were a little bit cheaper. I think they're like nine hundred or thousand kroner now. I have no idea how much they are because I just I I you know get the pack. 
on oh, yeah. a card. So yeah. I'm just like, what? I know it's going to be a chunk of change, and yeah, I don't think about it. Just take it off my card. Yeah. 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 And you can also get a subscription, where if you really do use it all the time, then mm-hmm. it pays for it to do that. Yeah. See? We got one. We got one. We that's got just, a love that's just a love. That's just a love. Woo! That's that water. I don't think I, yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything I don't like about it. <laughs> I love that you tried so hard to find some. Well, I just feel like with most things, there's like a little like there's you know you can you can there's there's more to the story mm. than it's just a good thing. It's just a good thing. Yeah, but this really is just an all just good, a good thing. thing. It's available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Foreigners, yep. Icelanders, mm-hmm. white people, brown people, disabled people, mm-hmm. young people, old people, everybody. Yeah, everybody goes to the pool. Yeah. I had another love. Oh, you have one more even? Relatively safe. Oh, that was something I want to talk about. Very safe country. Except when the ground opens up and swallows the, the tourists. Well, that's their own damn fault. You got to, yeah, you got to get out there if you want the ground to open you up, though. Yeah, exactly. And you were clearly all the way out there and not paying fucking attention. Yeah. Also, sometimes I feel like the drivers are not super safe here. Mm. Especially when they drive on the sidewalk while I'm walking there. Yeah. And also, there's not sometimes a lot of difference between the road and the sidewalk for you to know which one is which. Especially on the road. Exactly. Where there should really be a distinction. Really should be. Because people tear down that road in their cars. And there are a lot of people walking. And not paying attention where they're going. Yep. Taking pictures. Yep. Bad news. But other than that, it is totally safe. <laughs> well, I will say that I'm very happy that my preschooler doesn't have to do single shooter drills anymore mm-hmm. to go hide. In a closet someplace, yeah. which was absurd to me. I can't believe that that's our reality. Yeah. That we have to teach our kids how to hide when people come in and shoot at their schools because they will come in and shoot at the schools because we won't, <coughs> we won't. Ban assault rifles. Exactly. We mm-hmm. won't in, in, uh, enforce gun laws. Yeah. Um, I also was, we're going back to Texas and one of the things that I got to look at was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to go to the state fair. Can people bring guns into the state fair? Yeah. They can, as long as they have a concealed handgun permit. Mm -hmm. But they can't open carry. Oh, okay. Which I think was some sort of compromise that was Mm. made. That's nuts. It is nuts. Who needs to bring a concealed handgun to the fair? No, 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 no. No, it's no, It's supposed no, to be no, a happy no. place, the state fair of Texas. Yeah. They're supposed to see little, little animals and eat fried foods. Yeah. And go on rides. No guns. No guns necessary for that. <sighs> you don't need a gun to eat some fried ice cream. No. Have you seen the Twitter meme that's going around? It's not a meme. The Twitter post that's going around. Which it's one? It's this mother, and she's like, if you're worried about your young white boys... Well, she's basically like the system is set up right now to indoctrinate young white men into like a into like a oh a like of the hate. the watching the the videos, YouTube videos yeah 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 I've seen that snowflakes and stuff like right. that right but that sort of makes me think about like um, people who carry guns to the fair because mm-hmm. it just makes me think like how do people get into a mindset right that they feel like they need to arm themselves to, to walk go out to the, the door. fair yeah. And then I think, oh, well, maybe there are systems in place that teach people to be crazy like that. Yeah. To the benefit of I don't know who. I don't know who it benefits. It's probably someone. They're probably someone's probably making money off of it. Someplace. Yes. Because you have that that one pipeline, then you have the other pipeline that's sending you know taking children from school to prison. And you're like, oh, this is this is all. It's going great, America. What on earth? What 
on earth. Because there are armed police security people in schools. You know it's what, like, what? You know what the truth is? What's the truth? Let's get back to the truth. What's T-R-U-F. The truth is, is that we can complain about Iceland all day long. But you know what we complain about even more? What? America. Oh, God. Don't get us started. America is... Oh, boy. Yeah. But, you know, it's nice knowing that, like, our kids aren't necessarily in the mix. Mm-hmm. We visit on occasion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it makes me a little nervous. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not saying that we won't move back at some point. And our kids will be in that mix, then we'll have to think about things like this again. But Mm -hmm. it sure is nice to have a break from thinking about, especially from guns. It really is. In in the immediate, like, future. Yeah. And then about things like indoctrinating them into, like, cultures of hate. We, the kids had their first day of school today. And I was just like, all right, bye. Because they could just go to school by themselves. Yeah. And I don't feel frightened. No. (laughs) Except cars might mow them down on the sidewalk. The cars might mow them down, but the police will not kill them. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Or some random shooter. Yeah. Who feels emboldened by a certain person. And was able to buy a uh, assault rifle at Hogcoop. Yeah, because he wanted to (laughs) kill people that don't look like him. Can you imagine going to Hogcoop and buying a gun? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I'm out... Enough now we're like, I, I still can't believe that that was our reality for a while. Yeah. For a good long time. Yeah. So, and Iceland, we love you. <laughs> Thanks, Iceland. You're, you're loud and annoying sometimes. <laughs> and at least you're not going to kill our kids. <laughs> Cheers. Good job. <laughs> bless, bless, y'all. Bless, bless, y'all.